to Robin and Joa Save the World, One Book at a Time, a spoiler-free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. Hello, everyone. I'm Joa. And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joa podcast. Today, we will update you on mischievous happenings. I've been naughty. <laughs> Joe has been wilding out. Oh, I've been wilding out. Yes. We have so much to say. Joa, where were you last night? Joa, I have to be in bed at eight o'clock. Where were you last night, Joa? <laughs> I was was not in bed by 8 o'clock, actually. By 8 o'clock, I was uh, at the El Paso Don Haskins Center watching Joe Coy Funny is Funny Tour here when he stopped here in El Paso. Yeah, I was was really wilding out. Like, and and if you have heard me and Robin chat, you know, like, my schedule is pretty, uh, it may be strict right to some people i go to bed very early on because i wake up very early on because i have things that i do early in the morning and um let's just say i did none of those things today (laughs) i just i just got my first (laughs) cup of coffee in you know (laughs) but my eight cups of water have not gone down yet i gotta wait for that and um certainly didn't meditate and um and haven't put any words down either i'll do that later on today and it's just it's so weird how it throws off my whole day, but this is a big but. I am so happy because it was such a joyful experience. Joel Coy was such a joyful experience. I, I laughed till I snorted and it was so embarrassing, but I, I, I didn't care because I was just, it was so funny, so relatable, the things that he was talking to. You know, he reaches back a lot to his uh, Filipino upbringing. And it's so it, it just the the commonalities between you know that that culture and um, and Hispanic, but I'm not gonna say Hispanic. He's he's like, what is Hispanic? There's no such country as Hispania. Where are you from? <laughs> you know. And I was like, yeah, so true. Yeah. He was like, that's oh. just a made up word. Uh, but the Filipino, and then if you put it up against uh, the culture that I grew up in, Dominican, it's it's there's a lot of similarities there. A lot of similarities. From made up Tupperwares to cups that we use to wash our our hoo ha when you know after we use the bathroom and it, it was just the things this, that that this man is said. A turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Okay, you have to, and it's gonna be on Netflix. So, man, if y'all don't get to to go to one of his live shows, which mo- most of our audience is in UK, that's fine. Um, but look at the Netflix special. The man is funny. He is very funny and very relatable. Yeah. Joe Coy. He is very, Coy. I, I like yeah. his, yeah, he's clever. I like a comedian who's clever and doesn't rely on those old fashioned jokes about like male anatomy. You know yeah, how a lot yeah, of yeah. comics uh, are just like sort of <laughs> lazy about that. Anyway, anyway. So was this your first time out at a big entertainment yes. event since the yes, since the, since the last few years? Yeah. Yes, yes. I was a little, I was a little nervous because I have dodged the panini. Uh, well, getting you know the panini for the past two years. Thank God. You know, knock on wood. I've been very fortunate, uh, but I've also been very careful. And I'm also a hermit, too. So, I mean, then, you know, I mean, take that with a you grain of salt. You're a hermit, but you go to the spa every day. I go to the spa every day, but that's it from the spa. I come to the house. <laughs> she still goes to the spa every day. I mean, she's like out there working. She's at Starbucks, but she's a hermit. Okay. But I wear my mask. I wear my mask. Yes. You know? And, um, oh, they lifted mass, mass restrictions here in El Paso. Uh, but I looked at my husband. I was like, we still wearing masks to this venue because we just don't know. It's just too many people. Right? Yeah. I just, I just felt it was too risky. I was like, no, we got to put on our masks tomorrow, you know. But I, I laughed so hard and it was just, I don't even know if it worked. Hopefully it worked. But, you know, it was lovely. Lovely experience. Oh, I'm glad you got to go out. Sometimes, too, just... Breaking out of your routine, you were talking about how you've neglected your morning routine today. But sometimes yeah. I think breaking out of your morning routine or out of any routine, really, 
can be yeah, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. And it can also make you appreciate that routine. Yes. Uh, at least in my case. So friends, generally, I exercise three days a week during the week. Monday through Friday, I exercise Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's a lot of specific information you didn't need, but now you have it, you know? <laughs> now you have it. You can hold so on to go. that. There you go. But I am busy deep in the final edits of my mystery. Which is coming out May 4th, Joa. That's freaking two, basically two months from tomorrow. Yes. So I'm deep in the final edits and I'm doing that, you know, where you read the whole manuscript out loud to yourself, Mm -hmm. basically, just to pick up clunky language, the occasional typo. It's pretty clean. Um, But every once in a while, you know, I want to adjust a turn of phrase. I've been doing that morning, noon and night yesterday. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is how deep into editing I am. Here's what I did yesterday, which was Friday. I woke up. I had coffee because I'm still civilized. I edited. <laughs> I edited morning, noon, night, about nine o'clock. Had a little dinner. Went back to editing. 11 o'clock, midnight. Editing. I mean, really. And <laughs> the funny part is, I got through five pages. Hey! But in these particular five pages, I will say, I didn't, I don't know, there was something about the language, it didn't flow for me. So I basically rewrote those five pages. And now I love them. So it's time well spent. But I only have like a handful of days left to finish my entire manuscript. So I have to shift into gear. But it's kind of a great thing. I haven't read my book in a while. And this is related dot 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 by murder that I'm talking about my my mystery with a heart my mystery with a soul which is really the truth it really has a beautiful soul um and and I just I like it Joa I like it my book makes me happy oh that is so good I I told you this before I think that is that is good that your book makes you happy and that you want to read your book you're you're the book's first reader you know so if you love it is it's going to be other readers out there that will love it too as well. Something tells me I will love it too. I can't wait to get it. Oh, you will very soon. <laughs> as soon as I'm done with this polish, I'll be sending it off to you, Joa. Yes. yes. I told you, I was like, I will be your ARC reader and um, give you one of Thank your first you. reviews in there. Thank you. You're welcome. You. <laughs> I really appreciate that. And then I'll send you the uh, alternate ending. There was a different <gasps> ending. Oh. <gasps> In the first draft. Oh my goodness. Oh, really I love different. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm yes. excited. I'm like bouncing in my chair right now. Yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And Joa, something tells me you may have been doing a little work on <gasps> Mrs. Franchi's oh. evil ring and the six months that changed everything. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've been tweaking the blurb a little bit because I'm trying to focus on things that I, I can while while it's still at the editor and um and that's what i've been doing i've been doing at that i've been geeking out over the book cover not gonna lie um i still look at it because it's kind of like eek, you know it's real it's so there. cute yeah. i love your book cover <laughs> it's so good so i do do that you know every once in a while just like admire it look at it you know and um and envision it and i think when we talked to lamar it was something that we discussed too in another episode and that's it's like sometimes I, I, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I wonder what Isla is doing, you know, and I, you know, I wonder where she's at right now, or what she's doing, or sometimes I envision her growing up, you know, and, and where the trajectory in her life where it will take her. So she's very much living for free in my mind right now. <laughs> living for free. Isla's a character in Joa's books. Yes. And she's referencing an episode, a recent episode with the author Lamar Neal. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's interesting, <laughs> too, because if you're wondering what Isla is doing now, I wonder if over the years that might not marinate into another book featuring Isla. Yeah. That might be interesting. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. We shall it, see, friends. We shall see, yes. We Hopefully shall Hopefully I don't get see. hackled for a second book yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Friends, I have. To, I had an experience this week that I feel I must share with you. I feel compelled, mm. compelled to share with you as a bit of a, 
I don't know. Is it a warning? Maybe it's just a cautionary tale. ¿Qué pasó? What happened? Ah, it's a cautionary tale. So someone contacted me via the at Robin and Joa Instagram DMs. They slid into my DMs. They slid into your DMs. Ooh, nasty. Okay. They slid into my DMs. And they were a quote unquote entrepreneur and encouraged, you know, with the programs they were selling and books they were selling and things like that. And I took a look at their name and I was like, hmm. And then I did a little looking around at their socials. <laughs> and they oh, didn't Robin, have a lot of they, followers. They didn't know who you were. Huh? Oh, they, they didn't know who I was is right. <laughs> and then I went and looked a little deeper. And this, friends, this is why I have to share this with you. This was a fake preneur. And I see this a lot. I see people selling advice that they don't have to give. Mm-hmm, <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're selling a dream. They're selling an image. They're selling, and they want you to pay. They want you to pay to take their class, how to be a successful entrepreneur, or to listen to their podcast, how to be a successful entrepreneur, when they haven't built anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If someone tells you they're a successful entrepreneur, friends, here's the question. Here is what you ask them. Are you ready? Get a pen. (laughs) It's three words. It's three words. Oh, I'm a successful entrepreneur and I've been in startups and blah, blah, blah. Here's what you say. Name your exits. Exits, E-X-I-T-S. Name your exits. And then just wait very silently and very patiently. (laughs) If someone is a real entrepreneur, they have exits and they understand the question readily because that's language we all use. If they don't understand the question, if they say exits over there by the door or <laughs> or do you mean the play exit? Yeah, yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. Run the other way. Run the other way. You know, there's a big difference between being a successful entrepreneur and being a business operator, right? Yeah. A business operator is someone who opens up a restaurant or opens up a, a clothing store or a gym or whatever kind of, that's a business operator. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I did a little so research. What would, you, I, what would you say? What would you say? This is very interesting, Robin. So what would you say is then what would you consider an entrepreneur? I would consider an entrepreneur someone who has built something uh, uh, built something of value that maintains that value even when they're not there. Mm. Oh, that's kind of the key is that second part. So they've built something of value, value not uh, value where other people deem it has value, not where they deem it has value. Listen, there's nothing wrong with run a business. Run a business all day, God bless you. Mm-hmm. That seems like a dream. But if you're going to call yourself an entrepreneur, that that has an official definition, okay? And the real point of this is don't sell people something you don't have. I really don't like that. And just because you wear a little shiny outfit and you have cute lipstick and heels, (laughs) don't take your sister's money without giving them something in return. That kind of goes against girl code to me. Yeah. I really don't like it. Um, and God bless people who do have something to say, you know, who are leading the way. I mean, Jamila Jamil and Roxane Gay, we could go on and on. There are a lot of women leading other women in a productive, healthy, yeah, helpful yeah. way. But but don't be a snake. Uh, to me, these fakepreneur, fakepreneurs is my word. I don't know. I love that word. I love it. They are the snake oil salespeople of our time. Yes. And you probably have to be super old to know what a snake oil salesperson is. But in the re- back in my youth, friends. That was in, in the 17- book Cultish Snake Oils. Oh, <laughs> in 1795 in my youth, these were people who would uh, sell you something you don't need. You know, it was yeah, just simple yeah. garbage. But they would say, oh, this will, this will cure your cold. This uh-huh. will cure your dyslexia. Yeah. This will cure your rheumatism. This will cure everything that ails you. Yeah. And they would charge a good deal of money for it. They usually traveled from town to town. And uh-huh. Yeah, it was snake oil because it didn't do anything. And they charged <laughs> a lot of money. And that's what these fake preneurs are doing. So before you sign up for somebody's course, make sure... They've done the thing successfully 
mm-hmm. that they are going yeah. to teach you. Like, you know, Joanna Penn, we all know Joanna Penn, right? Yes. At the Creative Penn. Mm-hmm. She teaches a class on book marketing, authoring, sales, whatever. Well, let's sign up because she knows what she's doing, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. proof is in the pudding. She sold a lot of books. She's a New York Times bestseller, friends. Mm-hmm. She knows what she's doing. But especially to the fact that this person approached me <laughs> and that they have almost no social media following on any platform. Uh yeah. <laughs> don't you get don't you get a, a bit offended because I get a bit offended. And I know I I think I've I've shown you some emails that that we have gotten as well and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's scam. That's a spam." Yeah. Um it, it I feel sometimes I feel offended like, "Did you think I was going to fall for this?" You know, that's that's usually my my question to myself. Yeah. And and I hate to take it personally because I'm I'm sure it's not personal. It's just business for them, right? Yeah, and it is. Unfortunately, it's the wrong kind of business. But, exactly. Um, but yeah, but sometimes I'm like, geez, Louise, what did you think? You know, you was going to do. Uh, but yeah, but I have a question for you because this is very interesting. And I'm glad you open up this can of worms in this <laughs> episode. Where do you think, legit question here, where do you think that line is drawn between someone who is trying to not speak it into, into existence? That's like the wrong word to... Ch- to say, but someone who is starting out and is trying to make a, a name for themselves and they want to, they want to sound assured. They want to sound confident. You know, they want to sound like they, they have something to give to others, you know, versus somebody that is, is just a scam artist, you know, because yeah. isn't there like a fine line between when you starting out and you trying to do something and, and you want to feel, you, you want to gain a footing in there you, ah, do you understand and then i don't that, think there's a fine line that scam but artist here's what i think if you want to be a professional encourager of people be a motivational speaker that's a beautiful thing that has value be a motivational speaker maybe get a youtube channel that's great but you're not selling money for courses that you can teach other people how to be entrepreneurs right mm-hmm. uh-huh. so to me there's no fine line there, okay. There's no fine line at all. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, well, then get out there and be an entrepreneur. But don't before you have any modicum of success or even start a business. I could find no business registered in this person's name. <laughs> and this person uses their name. I believe this is this person's real name. Let's just say that I'm kind of good at figuring out stuff like that and just move right, right along. Um <laughs> I have some experience in that regard. So, yeah, all that glitters isn't gold. This person is also a little glittery, a little shiny. Look, look at Tony Robbins, okay? Tony Robbins, he's basically a motivational speaker. Some would Mm -hmm. call him a life coach. Okay, that's all great, right? If that's the life that you want, that's a coach you can have, okay? Uh, So if you want to call yourself a motivational speaker or a life coach, that's fine. But as soon as you call yourself an entrepreneur, you are promising something else. And if you don't have that, do not take people's money pretending you can give what you don't have. That is this whole, that's my whole problem with it. Yeah. That is why I blocked and deleted this person. I don't block, I don't block almost anyone. Um, because why? I don't know. I, I'm just fine. Have your opinion. I, I, yeah, not, yeah. Nothing really bothers me that much on social media. It's just social media. It's okay. Yeah. But I, I can't. Not only can I not be a part of this, I want you to know that I know. I want yeah, you to see yeah. that I see through all the glitters. Is not gold. Shakespeare was. Shakespeare was on it. He was right. And. <laughs> You know, to your point, I mean, we were all starting out once. There is no shame in being a beginner. Absolutely not. There is no shame in being a beginner. Right now, I am about to publish my very first novel. Have I published other books? Yes, all nonfiction. But I have never published a novel before. So I sit here, a beginner myself. And again, there's no shame in that whatsoever. But I am not selling courses saying if you want to be a million dollar a year author come to me yeah no i am not yeah and that's the problem 
when you're uh, trying to sell something you don't have. Mm-mm. I don't believe there's a fine line. I think yeah, that lack of very, integrity. Yeah. 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 Mm. Anyway, that's me up on my high horse. <laughs> it's like I feel like this should be called Soapbox with Robin. Maybe that should be the name of this podcast. Maybe Soapbox that should be this segment. Yeah. <laughs> Robin is on her soapbox. Hey, oh, but in something lovely, Joa, I read a lovely book this week. Ooh, I read a lovely book and I had a lovely experience. So that's oh yeah. Book. Same here. I know. Did we read <laughs> Yes, I'm Hot in Here by Huda Fami? Yes, oh, we did. What a book. Friends, you know, for some reason in life, see, I'm very old, okay? So comics, I, I never got into comics, and I predate, and this is just a fact, I predate anime and manga. <laughs> I, 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 They weren't even created because ink wasn't created yet. Paper oh, wasn't created my- in my youth. So <laughs> I predate their existence. So I didn't grow up with that, and that's that's how it is. But my God, these comics... Hudafami is an Instagram cartoonist of with a huge following, by the way. Yeah. She's yes, her uh, Instagram handle is Yes, I'm Hot in Here, which also is the name of this book. She's written other books since. Ooh, this book, did you expect it to be so wait, tell me what you thought, Joe. I thought I thought it was gonna be a book. It, I and when I opened it and saw that it was uh comic or i don't know what's the difference between a comic and a graphic novels because i have a few graphic novels that's something that i'm trying to get into more i think graphic novels are this is my opinion and i could friends if i'm wrong please let us know let it leave a message um i think a graphic novel is in full color or more colors mm. and it has more detailed drawings that uh, is okay. i believe because these are more like sketches like these are more line drawings i guess is the right way to say it and i believe they're only two or three color line drawings yes but they're perfect i mean they're they're wonderful and they're perfect and they're joyful and on my kindle i don't get the colors though so i guess that's what i'm asking too you don't Uh, have the 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 paper white kindle so i I just got to see the black and white great version of it which is kind of sad that is a good point. I think this is something mm-hmm. to buy as a book instead yeah. of reading on an e-reader. I, yeah. I think that's a very good point. Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of wonderful because you read the title. Yes, I'm hot yeah. here. And you know, you know, she's funny. But yeah. I did not expect her to be hilarious yeah. and snarky. Snarky. <laughs> I get Super a lot of duper. female power from her, though, from mm. this book. Do, do you see how... There, there was one page in there where uh, they ask a question to the husband as opposed to her. And he was like, and then there's like a little reference where he's just waiting for her to answer. And he knows how she's going to answer that question. And he just stands back like this. And I'm <laughs> like, yep, sounds a little familiar. <laughs> yeah, it was so relatable. It was so relatable. I just. Oh, now I want to meet Hudafami. I just love her. Yes, same. I love her. Her personality shines through. Yeah, It really does. She has a new book entitled Marriage. I can arrange that for you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes, I love that. I saw that. And she retweeted you, right? (gasps) I was going to (laughs) mention. I I don't know why. This is the only time I ever fangirl. I'm not very impressed with like, I don't care about celebrity and I don't care about musicians, but oh my God, if an author retweets me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I show everyone in my family who is like rolling their eyes at me, of course. And then I put it in my social media for like ever. You'll see it pop up again and again and again over the years. I get so genuinely excited and yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to me, authors are rock stars. And yes. yeah, yeah. I, I get super excited when they retweet or when they reply. I'm like, oh, you came down from heaven to look at my one tweet or my one Instagram post to reply. I was like, oh, oh thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love, you know, she... How do I say this? When, in saying things about her, the reality of her lived experience, 
it's kind of great because she shows all sides of it in this book. Hudafami mm-hmm. shows like positive, negative, and, and kind of some quirky things that she gets. Yeah. The idea that people are endlessly asking her where she's really from. Yeah, um, Members of my family get so that too. Relatable. You know, where yeah. are you from? Where are you from? No, where really, from? where are you from? Where are you really from? Yeah. And that can be... That can be, that can wear you down. Or that the one I usually get, you speak really good English. And sometimes I want to thicken my accent whenever I hear that. Yes, I speak very good English. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I like it that she's making, she's she's inserting humor or injecting humor into mm-hmm. a, a heavy subject that it, it's also traumatizing. I mean, let's be honest, you know, when, when you go through things like this, it just, I think it builds a certain layer of scars to your skin and, and something that is, that will always stay with you. And, um, and I like it that she's able to kind of like amplify that and highlight that in her book uh, yeah. by using this comic with, with a lot of snarky humor, because once again, I, I'm a big fan of humor because I think that allows people to digest tough subjects, you know, in an in an easier way. And um, and that's exactly what she does here. I love that. Yeah, that's exactly what she does. And mm-hmm. this is a book you could read with your kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Which I love. Yes. Your small children who may have asked a question about why is a sister that you see in the grocery store covered. It's funny. Sometimes I get confused about why why sometimes we make a big deal about someone wearing a hijab or being a hijabi because you know, nuns for a long time yes. nuns were covered, right? Yeah. And sick sick friends, the men in the sick community cover their hair and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just okay. It's all right. Yeah. Let people I- do what they do. It's okay. Yeah, she had a graphic in there. I don't know if you saw it of a nun. Um, yep. Yeah, she and, did. and I was yeah. like, yeah, so true. And then it dawned I on me that. when I saw that. I was like, yeah, so true. And so another, true. Another graphic that I really like is how she has <laughs> how how uh, it has like a transparency effect where you see everything that is underneath. You know, yes. and it's like the the. The hair, you know, and then the fan inside. And I was like, that is so funny. I I, I love so it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't do it justice for the humor. It's unfortunate because some of it is the beautiful relationship between the line drawings and her commentary. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, really page after page, laugh out loud, funny and snarky to a level. It's one of the snarkiest things I've read in a while, which I yeah. really appreciate it. <laughs> Yes, yes. I mean, she goes, she goes in. Oh, Udafami. We'll have it in the show notes. You can see I rated it on Goodreads, if you follow me on Goodreads. And so did Joa. And we each happen to give it five genuine stars. Yes. I've been trying to hold back on my five star ratings, Joa, on Goodreads. But this was just so fresh and so well Mm -hmm. done. And I, as I said before, I didn't grow up with comics. I didn't grow up with certainly didn't grow up with graphic novels. So for me, this really worked. The images combined with, and Hudafami drew all of it. She's the illustrator and the author. She's very talented. Yeah. Yeah. I I like her. And she retweeted me. So we know she's a good person. Yeah. She's an amazing person. I was just going through her, through her Twitter just now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She is really, she is really something. And if you want to just get a little taste uh, you know, she is on Instagram at yes, I'm hot in here. She's doing a series right now. She does a lot of drawings that relate to her real lived life, which also That's is like kind perfect. of fabulous. Yeah. Instead of a photograph to see a drawing, an illustration, a cartoon. Love. Mm-hmm. Just mm, yeah. fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> and the Huda character is so cute. It's, it's like it's so approachable is so familiar it's so you know that it just it opens up that character opens up um to a lot of people to to read it to view it to empathize with it so so that way it it becomes more normalized to to see hijabi you know 
or a hijab on a person. And, um, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's, that's where this book is important and more books like this are important. So that way we can normalize that. And like you said, just not even have a second thought when you see it, because why? Why, why? why is that important? You know, in the, in the great scheme of things in life, why, why is how a person looks or what they wear or what they put on their body so important, you know? And yeah, um, the answer to that is it's not important. It's not important. It's not our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we need to say that more. There's yeah, something yeah. that maybe all of us need to say. Mm -hmm. It's not our business. It's not our business. It's not our business. It's mm -hmm. not our business. Yeah. Just let them be great. <laughs> let them shine. Let yeah. them shine and be their best version of themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the, <laughs> one of the, interesting things. I don't usually talk about this, but I'm going to say something about my early days in Ireland. And when we first came here, if you've ever read my book, Don't Drink the Bathroom Water, you know it was a catastrophe. <laughs> you know that it was like kind of a series of blunders. We moved here very quickly. There was not a lot of time to prepare. Uh, and we had to do a lot of, we had to like sell a house and stuff like that. So there was a lot to do in a short period of time. So when we arrived in Ireland, completely unprepared with no assistance, <laughs> uh, we didn't know what we were doing and we didn't know what we were getting into and we didn't know what to expect. And one of the things when I first arrived in Ireland, and I remember this like yesterday was going to Dundrum town center, which is a, the biggest mall in Ireland. And seeing all the covered sisters because they're my sisters. That's why I say covered sisters. They're my sisters. And just like you're my sister, Joa, absolutely. We're the sister of, we're the womanhood and the sisterhood. I believe that completely. So I saw all the covered sisters in all different types of cover, right? Hijabi, nijab, Oh my God, Shador, yeah. everything. And colorful Shador too. I, I didn't know a Shador could be like, really pretty saffron and bright red and all different things. And many of them were alone. So they're shopping by themselves. And I thought, oh, well, this is, this is interesting. And then later I saw it again and I would sometimes see covered sisters and I say covered sisters to represent, right? Covered in a hijab, nijab, many different shador, abaya, everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, the spectrum. Uh, I would see sisters sometimes standing at a bus stop alone or walking on a sidewalk alone. And I said to myself, here we are safe. Mm -hmm. We are safe. All of us are safe here. Yeah. Yeah. And I have loved Ireland ever since. Oh, deeply and profoundly. I love Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. It's a safe space. It's a safe space. It is not a perfect space. I know sometimes the way I talk. <laughs> we need more motorways, okay? <laughs> uh, we need more motorways. And right now, for whatever reason, I cannot explain to you tissues, you know, like uh, in America where they say Kleenex, but tissues to blow your nose yeah. are in a great shortage and terribly expensive. I don't know why. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Don't know why. Hey. It, it won't last I was forever. Gonna say that's very small in the the big yes, the big picture. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We have books, we have green grass, we have yeah. peace and quiet. Yeah. What more do you need? A little more snow, I think. Right? Oh, have <laughs> <laughs> how do you bring up this topic? Uh, I knew that would get you going. <laughs> If you follow me on social media anywhere, anytime, you know, I really wanted snow this year. I think snow is pretty. You see, of course, it's a romantic version of snow because we don't get, we don't get drifts of snow. We don't get, you know, meters of snow. Thank Jesus. We don't get meters of snow. So we just get like a nice, pretty dusting and then it melts. They don't even sell snow shovels here. Like, <laughs> if you went into a store and asked for a snow shovel, people would be terribly confused. Like, what the what? If you kept talking, they would give you a garden shovel and send you on your way. So, yeah. So that's why I keep talking about snow is I just want that pretty, pretty dusting. But it's not going to come. It's already March. It's it's unlikely. We're in full spring. Tulips yay! are going to come up. No, not yay. I don't like summer. No. 
Oh, that's right. I'm a weirdo. I get (laughs) seasonal affective disorder in the summertime and it makes me Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes me angry. <laughs> oh, pray for my family, friends. <laughs> mm. oh, There's okay. no air conditioning, and I do not like. I'm that person, Joe. Would you rather be warm or cold, or like hot or cold? Not oh, warm, I, I get asked this often. I, I'd rather be hot than than <gasps> be cold. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's where we're different because it's that's how you can tell us apart. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I was just telling I you would, were like twins, but yeah, yes. yeah. I would so much rather be cold. I even in winter, I keep all the windows open in my house. Yeah. Drives my husband crazy. Oh my! I goodness. like for sure. I'll be I like, like for sure. Once they start shivering, so the thing with me is once they start shivering, it just I feel like it just gets into my bones and I can't get rid of it. But mm-hmm. when it comes to like hot, I can I can fall asleep in a sweaty cocoon in my sleeping bag and I'll be just just fine. Like, I don't know why I like to marinate in my own sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. Ah, I'm in the spot. Well, you know, I'm in bliss spa. So I guess I'm, I'm in the perfect spot because, you know, you are. Yeah, you yeah. are. I'm oh, just see, I'm just why, peachy. <laughs> that's why you can be very happy in El Paso. That's perfect. Yes, for you. Okay. yes, perfect. yes. I, I just wear sunblock every day, you know, because I mean, yeah, you know, I, I need to protect my skin. You only get one, you know. So yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, but here we are doing fine. Maybe here next year there'll be snow. Something. I'm like a little kid. I will endlessly think about next year. There'll be snow. Yes, next year. There's always next year. There's always next year. There's always tomorrow. Always tomorrow. There you go. I love that. I love that so much. Me too. I have gotten myself, Joa, into a bit of a, how do you say? A bit of a, do you ever, do you ever make a to-do list so long (laughs) that 12 people couldn't accomplish it? Oh God! And yeah. As every day goes on, your anxiety that overwhelms grows. me. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that overwhelms me. Yeah, that's what I have done. <laughs> oh, Robin, no. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. Yes, yes. I've gotten to that place where I can't watch TV in the evening because it, it just compounds my anxiety too much. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. No, no. It's fine. It's fine. I'll be fine. So I play uh, I play a very relaxing video game and listen to a uh, listen to like some really soothing. I don't know if it's really music, but it's more like like for meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't meditate. I play a relaxing video game. And that's how I that's how I get to sleep these days. Good. Good. <laughs> you know what? It's all me, and I I see it now. I see that I am the problem, and I think that figuring out what the problem is is like half the battle, right? So yes, I'm making myself a little what my grandmother would have called nutsy cuckoo, and that seems an apt description. I am making myself nutsy cuckoo. I just, you know, I love my book, and I want to share it everywhere, and I want everyone yeah. to see it because it's beautiful, and it's. Murder mysteries a lot of times are kind of grim or gritty or gory. And my book is hopeful and is a tale of maybe discovery and letting down the layers and releasing trauma and growing forth. It's a beautiful story. I love this book so much. It's a beautiful story related by murder. It's a fresh take and it's with characters from my life. So one thing that I see, and I think a lot of us feel this way, which is interesting because traditional publishing doesn't seem to necessarily acknowledge that a lot of us feel this way, I think. Um, I I didn't see people in books. There tended to be a lot of characters that looked alike. Mm -hmm. So maybe they were all white people or maybe they were all brown people or maybe they were all black people which is fine, like no shade. But in my life, I I never lived that life. So in my life, there were white people and black people and brown people and Asian people. There were all sorts of people. I think Mm -hmm. I was very lucky to grow up 
in a neighborhood like that. I yes, think in that a diverse environment. Very big, yeah. yeah, a big benefit. So, so I wanted to write a book like that where it was a little bit more representative. And when I was growing up, not everybody was the same socioeconomic class. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredibly lucky. I, I have come to realize that might be uncommon. Um, yeah. Some people had money. Some people didn't have money. Some people had a lot of money. Like, yeah. it wasn't so... I didn't grow up in a tight little box. That might be one of my superpowers. That might be a real gift now that I think about it. It is. That is yeah. very uncommon. So I wrote a book about that. I wrote a book with characters who are in a book club and they're published authors and some of them are successful and and our main character decidedly is not. (laughs) She is about as unsuccessful as you can possibly be. And that's where she starts, but she takes the journey and I love my book. I remember when you were first telling me about it and I was like, that is so cute. It, it's so quirky because, and I told you this, I love books that talk about the writing life because it's almost mm-hmm. like you're peeking behind the curtain a little bit. Right. And then I know that your writing has humor in it, you know, and then that's just going to be, it's just going to make it so much enjoyable, you know, so more joyful to read the book. And I can't wait. I, I can't yep. wait to read it. It has humor. It has heart. It has sarcasm. And so when I was looking for an audiobook narrator, one of my key things was, can you do the kind of deadpan humor and the, the mm-hmm. sarcasm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and I found somebody who can, oh. which is really exciting. It's yes. really exciting. That's anyway. a big accomplishment now. So yeah, finding narrators, because I, I mean, I haven't done research research on it, but it, it's just, I've done a little digging here and there. And it's just, I feel very overwhelmed right away, because it's mm-hmm. just it's so much. And I don't know if you went through that, like, listening oh, to, yeah. to people's voices, and listening how they sound in different genres, and then just envisioning to see if your characters will sound like that, you know, and if they're the mm-hmm. right fit and all of that. It's, it's a very, I mean, that's an accomplishment within itself that you just did right there, finding the narrator, the right narrator for your story. It's funny because that probably should have been about 20 items on my to-do list, and it was just one. <laughs> Find a narrator. <laughs> True. What's amazing about audiobook narrators, friends, if you ever go to sites like ACX or Findaway Voices, yeah. you can locate audiobook narrators and they have samples in different genres, just like Joa said. Mm-hmm. And what's impressive is how different the same person's voice can sound. Yes. Portraying different characters and portraying different genres. I was so impressed. Mm-hmm. That's like magic. Mm-hmm. That's a talent. Oh my uh, God. I, I, I heard one narrator and she did like, seven different voices and mind you they were different age ranges too because you know i'm I'm looking into into middle grade for mrs franchi's evil ring and the six months that changed everything and uh, because eventually i want that in an audiobook and um and she did middle grade she did nine-year-old voice i was like oh my goodness she is talented and she went through the whole age span of 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 things and yeah i mean God bless her. And really hats off to narrators out there. You guys are so talented. So talented. That's so impressive. Yes, it is. Yeah. Could I, I'm trying to think, could I sound like a, let's try to sound like a nine-year-old. Come on, Joa. <laughs> nine. Let me think about nine. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Joa. It has to be high pitch, right? See, I can't even, my voice is so hoarse from the show. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you were laughing. Isn't that I great? Joy's voice is worth from laughter. From that laughing, is- yes. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And as Joe Coy said at the beginning of his show, uh, endorphins are God's medicine. He was like, because he was, he was pointing at people in the front row that were just laughing so hard. And he was like, I love your energy. I love it. And you're going to live a long life, he said, because endorphins are God's medicine, you know. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I thought I was like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to see it. You said it's going to be a Netflix. A Netflix, in Netflix yeah, I'm sure. Because they were filming. And uh, I think that's what he said, that they're filming 
So I, you have to be on the lookout for funny is funny because that's that's the name of the tour. So I'm assuming that that's going to be the name of the of the show when it comes down on Netflix. And um, and he was vibing really good with us with El Paso. And, um, and he even went off script with us. That's what I was telling my husband this morning. I was like, you notice that Joe Coy went off script for like uh, like a good part of his set. And, um, and he even said it, he was like, yeah, my set is derailed. I'm not going back. And he just kept chatting with us and being funny and, and joking and everything. And it was, it was just, it's fun. It was a fun experience. I loved it. Oh my gosh. So you were, that's interesting. I've never been at the actual episode. You know what I mean? Like the taping of the actual episode that's going on Netflix. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Oh, I love that. Okay. (laughs) now right now basically <laughs> i want to see it what a great way to get back out in the world yeah really yeah that's perfect yeah I and we need we need this we're human beings we need that connection so oh. listeners i hope that y'all are connecting with us because really we just want to right robin i mean we trying to build this mm-hmm. community and bring joy into everyone that is listening and, and then just kind of like give you all these, these hugs, this embrace. So that way uh, you can feel love because I think, I, I hope that that is coming through the airwaves right now. <laughs> absolutely. That is absolutely it. Yes. Yes. We want you to know that you're part of something that you're cared about, that you're important yeah. and that we're here. We're all here together. Mm, yeah. We want you well, to laugh and, and just enjoy, you know, yourself as you're listening to us. I, I think that's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And in this week, how I made the world a better place. I was thinking about this a little bit. It's interesting. Sometimes... I do feel like all of us make the world a better place in simple ways. Mm-hmm. As we've said before, a lot of times it's by telling our truth, right? Mm-hmm. How did you make the world a better place this week, Joa? You laughed. I think that contributes. <laughs> I really do. I, I did. It was it was a packed week. So I, I did, um, not only did I go to the show and laugh my, my heart out, but I also, so I went to the the clinic here, the, the hospital, I should say at the, at Bliss Spa. And while I, I didn't, I didn't get the help that I needed. I have really bad sinuses and allergies and then come to find out that is because of, of, of cats and dogs mainly. And, <gasps> um, and I, I, yeah, I looked at the doctor. I was like, well, they're family. So, um, I mean, I'm just going to have to take the medicine but I really wanted to get the shots, you know, the shot treatment. Yeah. So that way it can be more long-term, but uh, he didn't, he didn't prescribe that for me. He just said that I need to just continue on with the medicine and then do the nasal flow and all of that, you know, the nasal sprays. Cause I get really bad sinuses. And, and I think being in a desert environment too, that doesn't help, you know, because of all the dust and then the dry air here that just makes it worse. But now while I was a little disappointed, I come out of the hospital and long and behold, I see this, this vet, he's wearing his, his hat, um, that says he's a vet. And it's like, just thinking about it, I want to cry because it's like, I, I, I look at vets, right. And I'm in the army and I look at them as like my, my superheroes, kind of like the, the people that came before me, before us, and then kind of, and paved the way with their bravery and everything that they went through. And, um, and when I saw him, uh, he was like, he later told me that he was 87 and he was such a wonderful man. Um, but he looked at me and he was like, I need a horse. <laughs> I was like, sir, there are no stables nearby. You know, I told him, <laughs> I was like, but I can help you, you know? And it just, it reminded me of my grandma. So mama oh. who raised me and, and I took care of her while she was dying of cancer. And, um, and that's why I was so touched because I saw it as another opportunity to, to help someone. And, um, I'm getting a little teary eyed right now, but, um, you know, and I joked and I say that, and he was like, uh, can you help me with the wheelchair? I was like, sure. And there was another woman there. She's like, I'll stay with him while you get the wheelchair. And I was like, sure. You know, and then I ran back to the hospital 
got the wheelchair, came back, told him, here's your carriage, sir. Your carriage awaits. And, um, and yeah, and put him in there. And the whole time, Robin, he was flirting with me. He was like... He was, I, I he was like, that. how can I repay your kindness? I was like, sir, just make sure you give your horse some hay. You know, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to go along with the joke here. And, um, <laughs> and he was like, well, usually in my days, I will give you a hug and a kiss. I was like, well, sir, I wouldn't want your wife to get, you know, jealous. I was like, is your wife around? And he was like, she left me, you know, and, and she was here and I don't know where she's at. Um, the wife finds us in the hospital. Once I go to the front, I was like, ma'am, your husband is ready. Here you go. <laughs> he was a firecracker. He was a firecracker. This man. kind of flirt. So, so much joy. So much joy. Yeah. Oh my God. I called I my it. husband. I was like, you know, now I know why I was here that day. You know, even though I didn't get the help that I wanted. Right. Um, from the doctor for for my allergies, right? I I, I got that day what I needed, uh, which was this this meat cue <laughs> with yes. this with this vet with this man. It was so joyful, and it just it, it reminds me why why I do what I do. Sometimes you know they paved the way, so um, I, I'm here because of them. And, it, and then it's wonderful when I see vets, you know, and they they see my patches and like, oh, I used to be here. Or they talk about their experiences and things like that. And it's just, it's an honor. It's really, it truly is an honor for me. Yeah. So I, I love that, that experience. And I voted in the Texas primaries. So oh. I'm certainly making the world a better place. So just Google what's going on in Texas when it comes to the laws mm-hmm. here. So um, yeah, my vote. Uh, I'm big on when I became a citizen, I was like, no, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to contribute this way because, you know, um, I made that conscious choice to become a citizen. So I'm going to um, do what citizens do. And that is to to be part of um, of the bigger picture and vote and, and be an active participant. So that's what I did. Be part of be the answer. Oh, I love that, Joa. That's beautiful. I love that. That was my week. That was I love that. <laughs> And on that note, friends, it's time for Joe and I to save the world. One book and one act of kindness at a time. <laughs> mm, bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.